Good morning, dear brothers and sisters. Happy Lord's Day to each and every one of you. Jenny, that was a beautiful song, and thank you so much. And it goes with my message like a hand goes with a glove. And that's how the Lord by the Holy Spirit works. Brad referred to that on his last message too. And, and the Holy Spirit knows what we need to hear, and he is very, very faithful to us. Before we open in a word of prayer, we'd like to share a letter we received, an email, uh, came to Adel and Sylvia, and they had known about this before, and, and uh, it's from Bobby and Beth Matterall, who have been with us for quite some time, and they write to our church family, Bobby and I are leaving for the Philippines on Thursday, April 29th, so that was this past week and will be staying there permanently. We are out of words and couldn't say goodbye. It is really sad we're still not able to get together before we leave. But we want to thank you all for welcoming us to this church, which has become our church family. From Adel and Sylvia, and each one of you who showed us your love and friendship, and made us feel that we are part of this family from day one. We are so blessed to be part of this church, and we really thank God for bringing us to SRVBC. We're going to miss you all, but we'll always be with you in spirit every Sunday as we continue to attend our worship meetings virtually. And we will definitely attend in person whenever we're back in California as we plan to visit every now and then, God willing. Love and prayers. Beth and Bobby. P.S. Please pray for us and this new journey we are taking. So let's pray for the Matarals, that the Lord will lead them and guide them and bless them in their life back in the uh, Philippines. Let's begin, shall we, this morning with a, a word of prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this beautiful song that Jenny sang. We thank you, Lord that you have called us to be faithful. Though the trials we go through are difficult, the infirmities that we experience are hard, but we thank you, Lord, for being with us each and every day of our lives. We pray that you will speak to our hearts through the Holy Spirit today. Please hide me behind the cross, and we pray that the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, will be glorified in everything that is said and done. And Lord, we just thank you that we've made it thus far. And here we are now, starting a new month in the month of May. And we pray that soon, Lord, and very soon, we'll be back at church, gathering all together and being able to worship you and study your word and serve together. And so, Lord, we commit this time to you and ask that you would be with us and help us to glorify you. This we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, by nature, we don't like to admit our weaknesses, our limitations, our shortcomings, or our infirmities, but we all have them. As I've gotten older, I know I have more, more aches and pains, more infirmities that I go through. But you know, not only do older people have infirmities, but younger ones as well. The definition of an infirmity 
is the quality or state of being infirm, feebleness, weakness, the physical weakness or defect, frailty or ailment. It generally involves a chronic illness, weakness, or disability. The title of our message today is Overcoming Infirmities. Now, the difference between an infirmity and a trial is this. Trials, for example, are usually short-term. They come to pass. They come in our lives, we go through them, and then God usually gives us a, a season of peace and, and His presence, and then maybe another trial comes and so forth. But an infirmity is different. And an infirmity is something that lasts for a long time in our lives most of the time, for our whole lives. There are people that have infirmities and they don't get better from them. They're always there, day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But even in that, God proves himself faithful and God proves his grace to us. He, he showers his grace on us to get through these infirmities. Our text today is 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verses 7 through 10. Reading from the New King James Version, it says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts today. Paul was not ashamed to speak about his infirmities. He was not ashamed to admit his weaknesses. He was not ashamed to discuss it with the saints. And looking back at the history of the church, so many believers have had infirmities, lifelong conditions that have affected them, and yet they have not ceased to serve the Lord. They have served Him despite the infirmities. And we can be thankful for that. Fanny Crosby was blind, and yet she wrote over 8,000 hymns, and we've been blessed by her hymns, and we sing them all the time when we're at church and hymn books. Johnny Erickson Tata was injured in a diving accident in 1967, which left her a quadriplegic. Yet she is a renowned mouth artist, vocalist, radio host, and author of 17 books. She didn't let her infirmities stop her. Nicholas James Wojcic, was born with a rare disease called Terra Amelia syndrome, which is characterized by the absence of arms and legs. But despite 
his infirmity, in spite his, of his disability, he serves the Lord all over the world and has been a blessing to Christians and to the unsaved all this time. Yes, each one of us, if we don't have any infirmities right now, these chronic long-term things, it may happen in the future. And we need to trust the Lord for it. And even though we may not have infirmities, we do go through trials, which are very similar, as I said, but usually are shorter, but are still difficult for us as well. You know, if you take the word disability and remove the D from it and put an H in its place and move it into two words, it becomes his ability. So God takes our disability and turns it into his ability so that his power and his glory can shine through us. And that's where the benefit and the blessing comes in. God is glorified through the infirmities that we go through. So our first point today is bearing our infirmities. Our second point is boasting in our infirmities. And our third point that we'll look at is benefiting from our infirmities. First of all, bearing our infirmities. We may think it's strange, but one of the best ways to overcome our infirmities is to bear our infirmities. And God gave Paul the grace to bear his infirmities. That's why he could take pleasure in them. That's why he could rejoice in them and he could thank God for them because God's grace was so powerful in his life. Paul prayed three times that this thorn in the flesh would be removed from him. Well, certainly God's going to take it away, right? No, God did not take it away. In fact, he left it there purposefully, and Paul recognized that because the Lord told him here, my grace is sufficient for you. I love that phrase. It blesses me every time I read it, every time I hear it. My grace is sufficient for you because it's his grace and it's sufficient for me and it's sufficient for you on a daily basis. No matter what we go through, no matter what infirmities we have, his power is perfected in and through our weakness. And this verse has been an encouragement to me over the years, and it's been an encouragement to Christians down through the centuries to the present day. God's grace can help us go through anything at any time in our lives. The great hymn writer Annie Johnson Flint wrote these beautiful words of her hymn. He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, he addeth his mercy. To multiplied trials, he multiplies peace. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength is failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. 
His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto men. For out of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth again. Many Bible scholars believe that Paul's thorn in the flesh was connected with his eyes. And there are some clues in the New Testament to confirm this. And I really believe it is true. And one of the clues is when he was concluding his letter to the Galatians, he mentions with what big letters I have written to you. Now, some people say he was emphasizing the truth of the gospel and how he needed to emphasize it and so forth. But I really believe that the reason he wrote with big letters is because he had eye problems. That was his issue. And in Galatians 4.15, Paul wrote, Then what was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. Another clue that that was probably what was his affliction and what his infirmity was, was issues with his eyes. And they didn't have eye surgeons like we have today. They didn't have the high technology lasers and all the different things. Recently, I drove my brother to his appointment in Oakland to have cataract surgery done on his eye, and he's going to have the other one done too. And it's very sensitive. The eyes are very sensitive. And they have such technology now and what they can do with these surgeries. It's absolutely amazing. But I do believe that that was Paul's issue. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 5, it really relates to this as well. It says, For each one shall bear his own load. You know, it talks about in this chapter, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And there are some burdens we have in our lives that others can share in. And they can, they can lift us up and they can encourage us and help us bear our burdens. But there are also loads that we have to carry ourselves. No one else can share it. And when we go through these dark times and when we go through these infirmities, these long chronic conditions, the Lord manifests His presence in a wonderful way as He did to Paul. And He wants us to bear our infirmities. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36, He tells us that we need endurance. He says, For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Can you imagine if that was Paul's thorn in the flesh and he had eye problems? Imagine when he went to be with the Lord and how he had two perfectly good eyes. And that's the thing. If your body is riddled with pain and you have all kinds of chronic health issues, when we depart this scene and we get our new heavenly body, we will never be subject to any infirmities ever again. And that's the joy of it. But we can thank God that in the midst of our time here on earth, we do have suffering. We do have infirmities. And pain can wear you out. It really can. Whether you're young or whether you're old or anywhere in between, chronic pain can wear you out. It affects us physically. It affects us 
mentally, and it affects us emotionally as well. And that's why we need the Lord's help to keep pressing on, as Jenny sang in that song, to keep going even when we have pain, when we have difficult things that we have to experience. One of the things that happened to me recently is I've had some sleeping issues. First of all, it was hard to fall asleep. Then in the morning, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and, and it's still going on to today. I wake up in the middle of the night, I go to the bathroom, and then I can't fall back asleep. And so I've never in my life had sleep issues, but it does, it kind of wears you down. But God gives me the grace, and he gives me the help through it. Many years ago, a man was talking about a soldier who was fighting in uh, the Civil War. And it says, I remember talking with one of the soldiers of the Army of the Potomac, so he was on the Union side, who took part in the Battle of Gettysburg. He belonged to the Sixth Corps, the corps that made the famous march from Manchester to Gettysburg, a distance of 34 miles. He said that march, with the clouds of dust, the perspiration, the blood of chafed limbs trickling down into his shoes, was the hardest experience of his whole long war service. It sometimes is harder to march than it is to fight. The test of endurance is the long march. You've set out on the long march. You will meet with many others who have gone part of the way and have turned back. You will have by your side many others who are ready to quit and go back with you as long as you go back with them. But always there are those who are going steadily forward, who have no idea of anything but enduring to the end. The Christian life is a long march. It's not an easy one. And when we have these infirmities that never seem to get better, always seem to be the same, we wake up with them, we go to bed with them in the evening. We can still thank God for His grace that He gives us to bear our infirmities. Secondly, not only do we bear our infirmities, but we can boast in our infirmities. Our second point, boasting in our infirmities. Paul, like accepted God's will to the point in his life that he realized that God's grace was so rich in his life that he boasted in his infirmities. And it says here in 2 Corinthians in our text, chapter 12 and verses 9 and 10, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And notice what he says. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches, in needs and persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The key there is for Christ's sake. Anything we endure for Christ's sake is a blessing. And he uses it in our lives, and he uses it in the lives of others who are blessed by it as well. But it takes a lot of grace to thank the Lord for our infirmities. 
And it takes even more grace to not only thank Him for them, but to boast in them. But that's what exactly He did. When we boast in our infirmities, we are acknowledging and accepting the fact of our own weaknesses. It takes pride out of the equation. It takes self-worth out of the equation. It takes me, myself, and I out of the equation when we trust God and, and do His will. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 30, the Apostle Paul said to the Corinthians, If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. Oh, Paul, couldn't you have boasted in your accomplishments? You were such a great apostle. No, I will not boast in my accomplishments. I will boast in my infirmity. You know, the false teachers that followed Paul around and put him down and dis tried to discredit him and, and scorned him and pointed to his weaknesses as a way to discredit him as an apostle, it didn't work. Paul kept right on going and right on serving despite the infirmities, despite the persecution, despite the people that were against him. He kept going on for the Lord. So boasting in our infirmities and thanking God for them. And third, benefiting from our infirmities. As long as we don't fight them, and as long as we don't fight the Lord and rebel, we can gain a benefit from these infirmities. They may not seem something beneficial, but they have a benefit to our lives. And Paul realized that God gave him these infirmities so that he would not think too highly of himself. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Yes, when we learn to depend upon the Lord and trust in Him fully, that's the best lesson that we can learn and we can benefit by our infirmities when we realize that they come from the Lord and they're for a purpose in our lives. The world says rely on yourself, but the Bible teaches rely on God. And that's what these infirmities cause us to do, whatever the infirmity is, to rely on the Lord. The hymn writer James E. Coates wrote, Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. Striving alone to face temptation sore, where could I go but to the Lord? And that's where we go in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our infirmities, we go to the Lord. Yes, infirmities are painful and difficult to handle, but the blessings that we get from them are immense. Though Paul went through many infirmities, it made him a better preacher, it made him a better Christian, and they, infirmities do the same thing for us. They deepen our walk with the Lord. They, they help us to rely fully on Him and trust in Him, and, and they grow our faith by leaps and by bounds. Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 13, 
you know that because of physical infirmity, I preached the gospel to you at the first. Yes, Paul had his physical infirmity, but he didn't let it stop him from serving the Lord. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12.10 in our text here, I'll read it again because it's such a beautiful verse. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Yes, Paul would rather be weak physically than to be weak spiritually. I love this quote by Bill McDonald in his commentary, the New Believer's Commentary on verse 10. He said, naturally speaking, it is quite impossible for us to take pleasure in the type of experiences listed here. But the key to understanding this verse is found in the expression, and I mentioned it earlier, three words, for Christ's sake. It is when we are conscious of our own weakness and nothingness that we are most dependent on the power of God, and it is when we are thus cast upon Him in complete dependence that His power is manifested in us and we are truly strong. Which reminds us we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power may be of God and not of us. Yes, out of trouble. Too often we look at things from when we're going through troubles and trials and infirmities and these things, we oftentimes look at the wrong perspective. We look at man's perspective instead of God's perspective. I like what J. Oswald Chambers put it. Here was a man who loved the Lord and served Him and died at the very young age of 43 years old. He says this, The world's philosophy is what can't be cured must be endured. Well, that's true. That's a good quote. But then he goes on to say, But Paul radiantly testifies, What can't be cured can be enjoyed. That takes it a step further, doesn't it? I enjoy weakness, sufferings, privations, and difficulties. So wonderful did he prove God's grace to be that that he even welcomed fresh occasions of drawing upon its fullness. I gladly glory. I even enjoy my thorn. That's hard to say. When God gives you a thorn that's so pricky and so painful, it's hard to say, I enjoy my thorn. But God's purpose and His power and His glory does something greater than that. H.A. Ironside, one of my favorite writers and speakers, I never got a chance to meet him, I was too young, but Bill McDonald used to drive him around the Bay Area to different speaking engagements, so I know H.A. Ironside through Bill McDonald because Bill McDonald's writings were affected by Ironside and, and so forth. And Ironside wrote this, The weaker I am, the better opportunity Christ has to manifest himself in me. May God give each one of us to take that place of subjection to the will of God where we can glory in infirmities. So to conclude our message, may God give us the grace to bear our infirmities. Each one has to bear his or her own load. But his grace is sufficient for us 
Every day God gives us the grace to handle it. Even though sometimes we don't see how we can get through the day, the Lord sees us through in his way. And let's also remember to accept our infirmities and not only to accept them and thank God for them, but to rejoice in them and to boast in our infirmities. These infirmities that are lifelong, chronic, physical ailments that we must trust God for, and he gives the grace. None of us have had it as bad as Nicholas James Wojcicz. None of, with, he has no arms and legs, and yet he serves the Lord. None of us is blind like Fanny Crosby, and yet she continued on writing those hymns until the day she went home to be with the Lord. And Johnny Erickson Todd, I remember in my younger days seeing the, the picture of her, or seeing her on TV with the pen in her teeth and how she used to write things and beautiful things, and she still blesses so many with her writing. Yes, we need to remember God wants us to benefit from our infirmities, not to fight against them. They keep us humble. They keep us clinging to the Lord and depending fully on Him. Before we conclude the message, I'm going to share a little poem that I wrote about infirmities. It's pretty short, and it goes like this. My infirmities never go away. They cause me pain each and every day. But when I pray, God sends the grace so I may behold my Savior's face. They keep me humble, dependent on Him, even when my eyes are really dim. God has a purpose. He has a plan for me to grow and be all I can. Forgive me, Lord, when I complain, for I like sunshine more than rain. And may I thank you every hour for my thorn and for my flower. Shall we just close in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message. It is an encouraging message and a challenging one to us. We thank you, Lord, for the trials we go through, and we thank you that your grace is sufficient. And we even thank you, Lord, for these infirmities, these long chronic conditions that we have. We wake up with them, and we go to bed with them, things that are painful and difficult, but we thank you that you use them in our lives. Help, them to boast, help us to boast in our infirmities, Lord. Help us to bear them. Help us to benefit from them. And then at the end of our lives, when we go home to be with the Lord, we're going to get a new body, Lord, and all the pain of the past and all the difficulties, all the trials and all the infirmities will be done away then and will be in your presence forever. We pray you'll bless us the rest of this Lord's Day and the rest of the new week to come. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.